Hi, and welcome to episode three of the Healthier Life podcast. In the last episode, I laid out my five podcast pillars, and the first one was holistic health. And so in this episode, I'm going to be diving in a bit deeper into that topic. I'll be sharing six different areas of our lives that we can be focusing on when it comes to up-leveling our health and living into our full potential. This will be the first of three parts, all following my Life Joy Peace coaching framework. And so in this episode, we're going to be talking about the life part. If you haven't done so already, take a second to click subscribe to the show so that you don't miss out on future episodes. And before we start, just a quick disclaimer. The information presented on this podcast is for educational and inspirational purposes only. Always consult your doctor before making any changes to your diet and lifestyle. Okay, with that said, let's dive in. Hi, and welcome to the Healthier Life podcast, where you can get great tips and strategies to empower you to live that healthier life you've always wanted. Do you want to feel vibrant and full of energy so that you can make the impact you desire in this world? I believe that when we are intentional about looking after our health, then we can find the energy, balance and joy that we need as Christian women to step into our God-given potential and make a real difference in this world. If you're here to learn about how a diet based more on whole foods, plant-based nutrition can bring a healthier life both to you and the planet, if you want to know how to manage your stress better, improve your sleep, exercise in a way that is fun and manageable, if you want to deepen your faith and build in more gratitude so that you can flourish once more in a life you love, then you are in the right place. I'm Catherine Shelton, let's get started. Okay, so in episode two, I shared about how people often seem to think that health is just about the food that we eat and how much exercise we do. It is true that both of those things are really important, but health is so much more than that. Health is holistic. That is, it's made up of many different parts all affecting each other. I want you to imagine a wheel of a bicycle with all the spokes pointing out from the centre to the rim. Imagine that each spoke represents a part of your overall health. It could be nutrition or sleep or your job or your social life. Now imagine that one or more of those spokes wasn't as long as the others. You weren't as healthy or fulfilled in those areas. What would that do to the bicycle tyre? It would make it very lopsided, wouldn't it? And can you imagine trying to ride your bike like that? It would be rather uncomfortable. So that's just a little picture to explain why we really need to be focusing on all these different areas when it comes to our health and wellness. I want to share about a time when I was really struggling with my own health. The year was 2014. The previous summer, my family and I had suddenly had to uproot our life of 11 years in Russia and move back to the UK. We'd been living in a little village in a remote part of southern Russia. The three kids had grown up there and we had our own house with a massive, beautiful garden. We had 10 apple trees, three grapevines, blackberries, plum tree, cherry tree, vegetable patch, wonderful neighbours and friends. My husband was working as a linguist and we were immersed in three different languages every day. My kids had no idea what a PlayStation or an Xbox was. They were just outside each day kicking football around or biking with their local friends. We had views of snow-capped mountains, and we honestly thought that we'd be there for another ten years or so. But that wasn't to be. For some unknown reason, the authorities decided that it was time for the foreigners to leave, and we were given twelve weeks before our visas ran out to pack up and say goodbye. 
As you can imagine, it was a really stressful and sad time. In fact, I was just recovering from a third miscarriage the week before we found this out. And also during this time, both of our dogs died unexpectedly. I don't know if you can imagine how difficult it was to reduce a whole houseful of stuff that had accumulated over 11 years down to just 15 suitcases, half of which was books. We had to sell off or give away most of the children's toys, and I had to throw away their artwork. I think I cried as I dismantled the homeschool room, where I'd spent years importing craft materials from home that I couldn't find in local shops. And we said goodbye to friends that we knew we'd never see again. Anyway, back in the UK, we spent a year looking for a house to buy. We had to move out of temporary accommodation six times, and during all of this, I found that I was pregnant with our fourth child and had the worst morning sickness I had ever experienced. Oh my goodness, it lasted the entire nine months. The next year got a little better. Our new home was perfect for us, a real answer to prayer in so many ways, and our beautiful new daughter was born healthy and happy, and I was so glad not to feel sick anymore. But I don't know if any of you have had a child in your 40s. Oh my goodness, I wasn't prepared for the sleepless nights and the utter exhaustion. I was completely wiped out. In Russia, I had been diagnosed with IBS or irritable bowel syndrome. So I was trying to keep that under control, which I had been doing pretty well with my diet. But now I was suffering with adrenal fatigue, headaches, and I just couldn't seem to lose the baby weight that I put on. I was at my heaviest weight ever. On top of that, I started to feel a bit depressed. Although it was nice to be back in the UK in many ways, amongst family, living near to the beach, having everything we could possibly want available in the shops, and also surrounded by people who spoke our language, I started to feel a crisis of identity. You see, I'd basically lost my job and I hadn't prepared myself for that. Everything I'd been working towards and trained for to help in Bible translation while we were in Russia, it was just all gone. And I didn't know who I was anymore. I struggled with mild depression and would often find myself crying for no reason. We were also having to make new friends from scratch and I just didn't feel like I fitted in anywhere. I remember taking my six-year-old to a birthday party. For one thing, she'd been told to wear a onesie. We didn't even know what that was, let alone have one. And then at the party, she held back with me, watching completely bewildered as everyone pretended to ride imaginary horses dancing along to gangman style. Do you remember that? It's funny now, looking back. Fast forward a few months and I decided to reach out to a health coach. On our call, I explained that I couldn't understand why the baby weight wasn't shifting no matter what I was trying with my diet. I talked about the things that we'd been through, but honestly, I thought she was going to focus on my snacking habits or tell me to cut out carbs or something like that. So I was really surprised when she said that my weight struggles were probably down to stress. What? That was the first time I'd heard that being stressed can make you gain weight or hold on to extra weight. I hadn't really thought that I was stressed. But then listening to all the things that I'd been telling her made me realise that my life was so out of balance in so many areas and no wonder my body seemed to be struggling. And that was my light bulb moment when I realised that health is holistic. It's not just about the food, it's also about sleep and stress and friendships and having a purpose, and enjoying your career, and self-care. And so, with my clients, I go through 18 different areas of holistic health. Obviously, that's a bit much for one episode, so I'm going to break that down into three sections for you, and cover six at a time. Because they actually break down nicely into three sections. I call them life, joy, and peace. But you might also know them as body, mind, and spirit. 
Today we're going to focus on the life or the body section. The six areas in this section all tend to feed into our physical body in some way to give us much needed energy for life. These six areas are food, water, physical activity, sleep, home environment and self-care. Let's go through them each briefly one by one and as we're going through them, feel free to jot them down and perhaps give yourself a score out of 10 for how you think you're doing in each area. So the first one is food. I believe that one of the things that we learned from this awful pandemic that we went through in 2020 and that we're still going through at the time of this recording was that nutrition matters. What we eat, and to a lesser extent how much we eat, really matters. Just recently, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention in the US said in a new study that 78% of people who were hospitalized, needed a ventilator, or died from COVID-19 were overweight or obese. That's 78%. For many people, sadly, not all, but probably for many, that was because of a lifetime of eating too many processed and sugary foods. A recent study from the UK found that of the more than 500,000 people who died from COVID-19 between March and June 2020, 91.1% had at least one pre-existing condition. That might have been diabetes, heart disease, or other chronic illnesses that we know are very often exacerbated or even caused by poor nutrition. On the reverse side, we know that our immune system is absolutely key when it comes to fighting off infections. What we eat has a direct effect on the health of our immune system. We need to be eating the nutrients, vitamins, minerals and other key building blocks that keep our cells and our body healthy and functioning properly. Okay, it's all getting a bit serious here, but this is an important topic. We'll definitely be covering this more in depth in future episodes. But just to say that if you want to enjoy good health over many long years, then you need to be eating a healthy diet on a regular basis with lots of nutrients coming from a variety of colourful plant foods, such as vegetables, fruits, beans, nuts, seeds, herbs and whole grains. The science on this is undeniable. Okay, secondly is water. Did you know that your body is about 60% water, and that percentage is a bit higher for children and infants? And did you know that your brain is about 73% water? Our body needs water to be able to function properly. Many of us walk around each day actually dehydrated. We're simply not drinking enough water. One sign that that might be true for you is if you regularly get headaches. Our body's thirst mechanism is also not as developed as our hunger mechanism. So sometimes when we think we're hungry, we're actually thirsty. So how much should we be drinking? Well, the general guideline is to take your body weight in pounds, halve it, and that tells you roughly how many fluid ounces of water to aim for each day. Or another guide is to aim for about two litres. It's best to work up to this gradually if you're not used to it, or you could be running to the loo all day. It's also best to drink most of your water away from mealtimes so as not to compromise your digestion. And it's probably best not to drink too much just before bed if you want to get a good night's sleep. Number three is physical activity. I prefer to use the term physical activity rather than exercise because exercise tends to have negative connotations. It brings up visions of sweating away in a gym class or pounding the pavements in your running shoes trying to work off that donut that you ate mid-morning. But exercise should be fun. 
I always encourage my clients to find something that they actually enjoy and to stick to that. It could be running, cycling, Zumba, swimming, hiking, lifting weights, dancing or Pilates. It could be indoor or outdoor, with friends or on your own. The key is to do whatever brings you joy because then you're more likely to keep it up. Light exercise, like gardening and housework, is also good. And having a fitness tracker to try to reach your 10k steps a day is a fun goal. But I always advise my clients to try to fit in at least one session of cardio a week where you're raising your heart rate above a certain level, and also at least one session of strength training. I'm really excited to have my friend Bree Smith in on a future episode. She's a personal trainer and we're going to be discussing why strength training is important for women and why too much cardio can actually be detrimental to us. So keep a lookout for that one. Number four is sleep. Sleep is a fascinating topic. It used to be that we would brag about how little sleep we were getting. Sleep seemed to be for lazy people or for people who didn't want to get ahead in life. Thankfully, we're just now waking up, excuse the pun, to the fact that sleep is vitally important for our health and well-being. Poor sleep can lead to irritability, reduced cognitive function, poor concentration, lower mood, and can actually make us gain weight amongst other things. We should all be aiming for about seven to nine hours per night. So find a sweet spot that works for you and then prioritize your bedtime. For many of us, we also need to work on our sleep hygiene to ensure that we stay asleep and wake up rested. So this can include things like wearing a sleep mask, keeping the room cooler than usual, avoiding screens at least an hour before bed, having a wind down routine, using essential oils such as lavender and so on. If you're interested in the topic of sleep, there's a fascinating book by Matthew Walker called Why We Sleep, and I'll put the link in the show notes. Number five is home environment. You've probably heard of Marie Kondo, the tidying expert, and maybe you've also heard of the Chinese philosophy of Feng Shui. We can't deny that the environment around us has an effect on our sense of calm and well-being. If we're surrounded by mess and clutter, then our minds will feel messy and cluttered. But if we make time to make our surroundings tidy, clean, spacious and beautiful, then that is how we'll operate on the inside too. We don't have to go outside to be in beautiful surroundings. We can bring beauty into our homes using pictures and plants and candles. I know for myself that when I'm feeling stressed, sometimes what helps me feel better is to have a good tidy or a vacuum. And we all know that wonderful feeling of decluttering and dropping those boxes off at the charity shop. Keeping our home environment tidy, clean and a place of beauty is an aspect of our holistic health. That said, if we're in a season of life with small babies and toddlers, then we do need to give ourselves grace. It's just for a season, but in that case, sleep trumps homework every single time. Which leads me on to the last area, number six, which is self-care. I find that many women, especially mothers with young kids, are a bit resistant to the idea of self-care. We sometimes equate it with being selfish, but this is just not the case at all. Making sure that we have time to rest, recover and rejuvenate will actually help us be more present to those around us. It's the old aeroplane analogy of having to fit our own gas mask on before we fit the ones of our children, or the idea of needing to fill our own cups before we can have something to pour out to others. Ideas for self-care can include going for a walk in nature, taking a book to the local coffee shop, taking a hot bath with Epsom salts and essential oils, taking some time to breathe deeply for a few moments, watching a favourite TV programme, 
or going out with friends. It's going to look different for everyone, but it's important to prioritise time each week when we're doing something to relax and take care of ourselves. This also leads into the next section of the circle of holistic health, which we'll talk about in our next episode, namely joy, or making sure that we're nourishing our spirits. So to make sure that you don't miss that episode, be sure to hit subscribe. Also, if you have any feedback or comments about the show, then get in touch with me by emailing support at katherineshelton.net. I'd love to hear from you. Thank you so much for listening. See you next time. Hey, quickly before you go, if this podcast has helped and inspired you in some way, then please jump over to iTunes and leave me an honest review. That way more people can find this show and be inspired too. I personally read every single review and your feedback is so encouraging to me. The second way you can help get the word out is to take a quick screenshot of this episode and share it in your Instagram stories. Tag me at Catherine Shelton Health and I'll share it right back. Thank you so much. God bless. Until next time.